Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Friday, August 26th edition of the SWAT radio program. I'm David Gray, along with Brad Sykes. Uh, Doug McCary has been away this week, and he is on his way home. Uh, he'll be back on Monday. We're glad you're with us, at always, as always, whether you're listening on WMOX and, or WMER in Meridian, Mississippi, WPMH in Chesapeake, Virginia, or here locally in Jacksonville or St. Augustine, or folks in Georgia on the truth. Um, and you can also listen, as always, on the SWAT radio app. would encourage you to download that if you don't have it. There's some cool information and features on that app. And also you can listen on SWATradio.com. And, again, a shout-out to our uh, buddy James out in Idaho who maintains that website and kind of puts up all the past broadcasts and puts little summaries of what's talked about each day. And, again, I know I've mentioned this, but if you haven't, looked at those go look at james summary of of each broadcast because first of all they're great summaries and Mm -hmm. secondly some of them are very funny and clever the way he uh puts out the little blurbs about each broadcast well and james uh, uh, he's if he's not listening live he'll he'll be listening to this broadcast because he listens to every broadcast right and he's such an encouragement and uh you know what i love about james Typically, when you at least this is me personally, when I personally think of a tech person, there's just this immediate personality. And if you're a tech person, God bless you. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I I am so so bad with technology, and and I can't blame it on anything like age. Uh, although I don't know, maybe older people just have a harder time mm-hmm. grasping it. But James is he is so not the the nerd tech guy. No. The guy is just brilliant. Yeah, he and, is. Uh, and I, I, I think I mentioned to you, I really enjoyed the fact that he, he came all the way from Idaho just for a couple of days to come to the SWAT training day. I know you weren't here yes. this, in, in at the end of July, and I got to take him back to the airport. And we had met a couple of years ago, but we didn't really get a chance to really talk. And just being able to hang around, and even on the 45-minute drive to the airport, it was great to get to know him a little better. And the story, again, of how he became... The tech guy, he just, Doug was talking about it, the need on the radio a couple of years ago, and and uh, and James volunteered, and there you go. So, well, he just sent me a message. So, hey, James, love you, brother. And, Absolutely, uh, you know it, it is interesting, and you and I talk about this a lot. Doug and I talk about this a lot. That yes, we may get behind these mics, and you know, if you're listening, and you may think, ah, you know, they're they're the guys who know it all. <laughs> we don't know it all. I mean, we really don't. But we have the source to go to, right. and 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 yet as we work through, even this week, David, I got to just say, here with you in the studio, I've really enjoyed. I always enjoy when you and I can kind of banter back and forth. But to to open the word, read the word, challenge one another in the word. I mean, you walk out, you're just like, wow, I yeah, needed that. Absolutely, you know? I think you and I get more out of this <laughs> than uh, than anybody else. Uh, I, I get so much out of it. But just, that's James. I mean, James is one of those guys that the word doesn't just go in one ear and out the other. It's challenging yeah. you. And, yeah. that, of course, that's my encouragement to anybody who's tuning in, uh, whether it's you and I or it's Doug or it's a guest, uh, John Maisel. Uh, we played a past broadcast yesterday of John Maisel. I know John personally. Wow. 
Yeah. I mean, just his personal testimony, his mm-hmm. challenge about sharing the gospel. Anyway, just uh, you know, these things aren't just intellectual discussions. They're not just academics. Right. Uh, they are really to change our heart and change our mind, and ultimately that we would walk out these truths in our own life. Yeah, and and I've and we've talked about this. I've certainly been guilty many times in my life of liking the academics of it, liking the study part, wanting. Here's the real truth: wanting to be right. Well, of <laughs> I course, like being right? right, and and realizing so often that I um, was being trying to be right sometimes in a, in a teaching role at mm-hmm. the expense mm-hmm. of being kind yeah. and of being yeah. loving, and yeah. and I'm still guilty of that sometimes. But it, it's so much more than just the academic. It's it's learning it and getting it into our hearts and our minds so that we are different people. Yes. Amen. And, uh, you know, you wonder, I I have to kind of reflect sometimes as to why I I shared this probably earlier in the week or last week about how much I love to study, actually. And yet I have to ask myself, and I remember Tim Keller saying this, that one of the idols in his life was the academics of the word. I mean, just Mm. he just a he reads book after book after book. And he he actually I heard him say. I had to confess that because it was idolatry. Mm. I, my the idol of being the person who had the answer, yeah. and uh, yep. and I can man, I, I fall in that a sure. lot. Uh, kind of like, well, I want to learn this so that I can teach you. Mm. Man, that's I don't know. That's not a good. I don't think that's right. Yeah, I think it, that the idea is God as I'm studying to prepare this lesson. May I be the first student. Yeah. May I be the first yeah. one who recognizes whatever it is we're looking at. And and as I get changed by the word and take it in, may I recognize the log in my own eye oh. so that I can see clearly to take the speck or help my brother take the speck out of his Amen. eye. And that's right. And but that's but but God is faithful in that. He does that for us. He yeah. does make us sensitive to those things and aware of those weaknesses in our lives. I, well, and I think we, I genuinely believe, David, we have to acknowledge that in prayer mm, and say, God, yes. please show me not what David needs to hear. Show me what I need to hear. Yeah. Show me what I need to see. Give me eyes to see. Give me ears to hear. Give me a soft and moldable heart that will receive these truths because Listen, it's a lot easier to teach a lesson that you've actually had to digest mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. You know? And to teach it in such a way that doesn't pound someone else over the head when you've been the one that is the you know, FBI's most wanted person <laughs> you know, violating the, those precepts yeah. or whatever it is you're yeah. teaching. The one with the two-by-four out of your eye or, the, or maybe for me it would be the four-by-four. Four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I can't tell you, too, how many times along what you were just saying – I've heard a sermon or a teaching or whatever it is, and my immediate thought is about somebody else. Boy, mm. so-and-so could really yeah. stand to hear that. I and, still, and do, I, and I still I, do that, and then I, Oh, I do it all the time, and then I stop myself most of the time, or God stops me and says, right. wait a minute, right. how does this, how does this right. apply to me? Right. So. Well, and you touched on it, and, and I think we even talked about it earlier in the week. God, give me a passion, but give me compassion. Yeah. You know, in other words, if I've studied through a text— and and I become convicted of this area in my own life. I'm a lot more compassionate as I teach it or Absolutely. as I disciple others in it. 
one of the the exciting things. We've got a lot of men who listen, obviously, who are part of SWAT. Uh, earlier in the summer, we kind of started to have a discussion about what uh, what we're going to be doing regarding discipleship. Obviously, uh, you can come to the SWAT Bible studies. We want men to come to those stu- Bible studies. You can go to uh, SWATradio.com. You can look on where those Bible studies are and when they are. But the other thing we're really incorporating this year is th- the importance of getting together with another brother so that we'll take the text that Doug has been teaching through that week and we'll begin to have a discussion. It's kind of like what we're going to do a little bit today mm-hmm. is just making sure it's not in one ear and out the other. And by next Wednesday, you can't remember what Doug taught on. The importance of not just, yes, reading the text, but really retaining the text yeah. and, and identifying areas where, you know, what does this passage say about God? What does this passage say about you? Mm. You know, and then begin to wrestle. Yeah, and what am I going to do about it? Right. That's the point. Right. So what? What yep. are you going to do? Right. So, right. Anyway. On a, uh, little, on a little lighter note, I talked to Doug uh, briefly. and uh, well, He may be listening. He may be listening he's as he's back, heading so. south. He probably is. But he, he said, uh, jokingly, I think, that he was really worried. He asked how it went this week. He was really worried that between the two of us, we were just going to talk about baseball and golf the whole week. And I did say that we only did that in the first segment one day, but we really had a great audience. And Steve, we were so... Um, enthralling and what we were talking about with sports that, that steve, totally steve missed the break yeah, yeah that so. he totally missed the break it, it couldn't have been golf it, it must have been your uh you know your powerful voice, well David. steve uh, does such a good job with that i remember we're coming up on the first break and i'm looking through the window and he's just kind of listening to us talk about whatever we were talking about oh uh, he's giving us a signal now yeah, so exactly and it's just a two-minute signal it's not anything else i, I really uh steve and steve can hear us but he you can't hear steve no i don't know you got a mic in there maybe you can speak up so when we first how you doing guys hey, there he is so when we first when doug and i first started the broadcast uh do you know that our producer, Steve, I don't know if you know, he was actually in the same room with us. Um, and Chris Lyons was our first producer. Mm. And, I mean, it was like a, I don't know, we had about 10 or 15 minutes of comedy hour. You know, it was pretty funny. But, uh, <laughs> well, know. I know when we come back, we're going to, we are going to come up on our first break here shortly. But when we come back, Brad, I was fortunate enough to attend uh, an event that you had a lot to do with yesterday and put a lot of work into. But, an event to uh, kick the ball off for uh, a Christian Chamber of Commerce here in Jacksonville. We, you had, we had uh, Crystal Parker on the air with us a uh, week and a half ago yeah, or so, right. and I was here with you, and you interviewed her and had her give her background, and she spoke yesterday, and it was just a really cool event. I was so glad I was there. Uh, her talk was good. Uh, Dr. Cope's talk is, I assume he's Dr. Cope, yeah, right? Dr. George Cope. Yeah, his, yeah, his talk was great, so... Uh, We'll tease that now and talk yeah. about it after the break. Yeah, we'll talk break. about it when we come back. Thanks for being with us on SWAT Radio. We're always appreciative and that you're listening. And uh, as I said, we are uh, going to dive into the a little bit about the, the Christian Chamber of Commerce and also finish up our talk on Jesus as God's solution to our sin problem that we've been diving into this week. Come on back after the break.
If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without you. I can never be, never be me without you. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes here at the lovely Salem Center in Jacksonville, Florida, and we are live as. We've been for the last few weeks uh, after the summer break, and we're glad you're with us. Please call us at 844-777-7928 if you have a question or a comment. We'd love to hear from you as we close out the week. Boy, this was a the weeks just fly by, don't I know, they? Right. I mean, I've, I've, I've meant it. What I really have enjoyed just kind of being in the studio. You know, Doug and I are a lot like that too. Sometimes it's during the breaks we we have some pretty deep discussion yeah and then of course you know depending on how much time we've got sometimes that discussion will stay in this studio for another 30 40 minutes or even out in the parking lot yeah well it's funny too how many times we have what 30 seconds or a minute in the break but we make a couple of comments to each other and then that's what we start talking Spirit, about yeah. as we come back somebody on the asked air, but... somebody asked me that the other day that i was just mentioning uh uh, somebody texted me said, I really like uh, who's on the air with you this week. So, <laughs> well, I'm but gl- we're just totally winging it. You know, I- I'm but- glad my Boston accent has toned down somewhat over the years <laughs> so that he can understand me. I, you know, just as a quick aside about that, when I first met my wife and she's from California and she came back to Boston to visit for the first time, that's a long story, but, um, we were out and, uh, getting something to eat and, uh, whatever we were getting and the the server came up to us and said uh you know that'll be 10 and a quarter <laughs> and kelly looked at me and said what did she say i said 1025 <laughs> so it took some getting used to it's yeah. uh it's a little bit of a and it's funny i i go home well being down here now for all these years i can pick it out man in a second as oh, soon sure. as i hear even the hint of it yeah. um but anyway yeah that's, so, that's like me in texas yeah <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of subtleties and different accents across Texas, well, just like funny, there are in I, Massachusetts. When I go see my family, I, I didn't realize how really redneck I really was. <laughs> Sorry if you're redneck. I'm a redneck, yeah. too. But, uh, 
Yeah, I mentioned that yesterday when I was speaking at the uh, the uh, luncheon. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. a little bit about that yesterday because that was a really yeah, great event. Well, that was really cool. You know, it's interesting, uh, and and I don't want to take too much time to talk about. Well, maybe Doug and I'll talk about it one day. But uh, you know, just um, my heart really is in the area of discipleship. This was, and it's obviously a major component to SWAT. Uh, it's Jesus's last command before he ascends to the heavens. I mean, to, to the fathers to go make disciples, and you know we do that in a, in a multitude of ways. I mean, certainly we can come to a SWAT Bible study, we can go to church, we can go to Sunday schools, we can go to small groups. My heart really is to reach people uh, with the gospel through personal interaction with them. God has uniquely and sovereignly placed people in our lives so you know uh you know and you you look back at the people who you've been able to engage with over the years okay how did they how did y'all end up getting i'm thinking about how you and i got connected we were sharing about our trip in the philippines Mm -hmm. just unique opportunities that god makes a way for us to uh connect with somebody yep and and listen, uh, <clears throat> you don't have to be a salesperson to believe <clears throat> you can you can find something in common with people. Mm. It, I don't care which uh, aisle you're on politically. I don't care which church you worship at. I, I don't care where. Even I, a Texan guy can talk to a guy from Boston. <laughs> there yeah. are things we can connect and we can find common interest right. in. So I love that. I love to connect with people, but I love to do it for the purpose that I would eventually engage with them, that I might equip them, mm. and that I might encourage them. Yep. So the whole principle behind what we did yesterday was to engage people in gospel fellowship, equip people in gospel truth, and encourage people in gospel living. Yep. And so the the what is soon to be the Northeast Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce uh, we are basically uh, kicking off in yep. a luncheon yesterday with Crystal Parker. If you if you're interested in kind of hearing about that, <clears throat> you can go to cfchristianchamber.com. That's Charlie Frank Christianchamber.com, and um, you can see down in Orlando the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce has been going for a long time. Yep. Crystal took over the took over as head of that organization about two or three years ago, and uh, I think they've got I don't know she said I think close to four hundred yeah. a little over four hundred yep. members that's in right, that. and it's really the idea that hey we want to do business with like minded people, and uh, you know I think sometimes I don't want to get into the the positions that some of our chambers have taken but they certainly don't line up with uh, biblical values yeah. and so. The idea is that we might not only uh, learn to disciple in the marketplace, but we might encourage one another uh, in love and good deeds yeah. in the marketplace. So yeah. when, when Jesus said, go, therefore, and make disciples, it is the idea that as you're going, right. make disciples. And so where are we going most of the time? Yeah. Well, we're going into the marketplace right. most of the time. Right. So seems obvious that's where we would make disciples yeah so that's the idea behind the other aspect of yesterday (laughs) that i found great was in dr cope's talk just his um the way he reminded us and summarized god's intention for work 
and 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 what what the Bible says about work, and the reminder that that the first thing really that God said to Adam after He created him was to work the garden, yeah. work and tend the garden. Yeah. But it wasn't for His provision. That was amazing. I, that was so good, and, and it, that. Adam didn't need to work, quote-unquote, for his living. Yeah, exactly. Everything was provided by yeah, God. Yeah. And then when the curse came and the fall came, as the curse came as a result of the fall, work changed. And, and the way we know work, and the Bible even says later on in the New Testament, if you don't work, you don't eat. You yeah. need to work for your provision. But that God is redeeming work and mm-hmm. will redeem work in the new heaven and the new earth, and that we will work, <clears throat> but it will be like the original work that Adam was given, but even better. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and you know, we've talked maybe before, I think Doug and I have this idea in some of the parables, you know, good job, I'm going to put you in charge of 10 cities. And we think to ourselves, more work, right? <laughs> exactly. I don't want that. You know, totally. we're supposed to rest or whatever it is. <laughs> right. But it won't be work. Yeah. Like, And I think yeah. that what he talked about yesterday was a great reminder for me about about. The original intention of work, we've been talking about God's original plan, mm-hmm. um, what sin did, what our problem yeah. did to work, yeah. how Jesus takes care of our sin problem and is in the process along with that. Because you mentioned Jesus and the message of the cross. Yes, first and foremost, initially, it's about our redemption, our salvation. But then it's so much more than that, oh, yeah. including the redemption of work. Yeah. Yes. And um, and we start to see that as believers, even like we, you and I talked about going to the Philippines together and working mm-hmm. together and about how we're doing that together, but also with Jesus. And uh, well, anyway, if I, if I hire a Christian <clears throat> roofer to come put a new roof on my house, I expect that that believer is going to do an excellent job. Mm. And, and I think there's so much in in George Cope's uh, message, and I think you e- either text me, you know, did it get recorded? I don't even yeah. know if it got recorded, right. but nonetheless, we'll have George back. But the idea that work is worship is something mm. that we have to get our minds around. Colossians three twenty three and 24 says, do your work heartily as unto the Lord rather than to men, knowing that it's from the Lord that will receive the reward of the inheritance. In other words, there's going to be a reward for good work, mm. right? I mean, certainly when we do a good job, there's there's a blessing on earth and then there'll be a blessing yeah. in heaven. Yeah. And the, the fact of the matter is when I do a good job in my job, it usually leads to more jobs, mm. more work, right. more, more clients to work with. Right. It's pleasing to God when we do a good job, yeah. not because – our good work is meritorious, as again Richard exactly. Cooper likes to say. Uh, it's not meritorious toward our salvation, but once our salvation is settled in Christ, then we can do things to please God because our sin is gone. Yeah, and and that's the that's the crux really of what we're talking about in many ways this week about how Jesus solves the sin problem. Yes. Is that is that the sin problem has to be dealt with? Then we can please God. Then. Then we belong to God. Yeah. We're His. We're His true children. It's this idea of universalism, and that, and that everybody is God's child. Well, yes, in a sense, that in that God created everyone, yeah. Yeah. but not everyone is a member of God's family. It, those that aren't in Christ are not a member of the family, right. and therefore, no matter what they do to try to impress God or please God, doesn't work. It's yeah. the it's the filthy rags reference yeah. that we talked about. So, well, and, and you know, we we hit on it last week that man's problem is sin. And, you know, we, we, we know that that comes out of our mouth. We've heard it 
We've heard it taught. We've spoken about it. But we don't really, I, I don't think we fully comprehend what sin did, you know. And we tend to think, well, it's separation from God. Yeah, absolutely. But it's the curse, too. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, George mentioned it yesterday. You know, you, work is going to be hard. Yeah. It, it, by the sweat of your brow, you're going to do the work. And listen, I've been in, I'm an entrepreneur. I've had multiple businesses. There hasn't been a single business I've owned that hasn't been hard. Mm-hmm. They've all been hard. Right. Lots of sweat, lots of tears. Right. Sometimes lots of blood, too. Yep. You know, it's, it's, that's part of the curse, but God is redeeming that, and we are his instruments in that process, yeah. that we are to look at our jobs as an act of worship. And we think of sin, the curse of even our own health. You know, I was uh, reminded uh, as we got some news about my grandson, who's going to be going to have his second surgery in Austin sometime in October, that He's, we're dealing with the curse of sin. Mm. His heart isn't perfect. His heart isn't working properly. Right. And, and you might go, gosh, why is God doing that? It's, it's in Genesis 3. It's the curse of sin. Yes. And, yep. Um, yep. But we know there's a greater purpose. We, yeah. we tend to look at the cause, not the purpose. Right, right. Yep. And, it's, uh, again, it's, it's, that's a great summary. And it's, it's hard for us to imagine what work will be like and what perfect health will be like in the absence of sin, in the absence of a sin-tainted world. Yeah, the only thing I could probably compare it to, when I was a, when I was a teenager, or actually when I was in college, during the summers I would work on the golf course because I was a golfer in college, and, and uh, you know, I'd get up. I'd had to, I had to show up to the cart barn at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I would get on these tractors and I would mow the greens, mm. you know, those, those, those mowers. And I took such pride in seeing how perfect I could get those lines. You didn't even have to pay me. I mm. loved it. Yeah. It was so much fun. But <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be much better than I'm that. glad your employer didn't know that you would have done it for free. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, we're going to take the break at the bottom of the uh, hour here for the news, and we'll be back after that. We're going to continue and finish up our discussion for this week of uh, Jesus as our solution, as God's solution to our sin problem. And even what we've been talking about, of course, in these last few minutes about work ties into that, and we hope we've been able to to connect it to that. But thanks for listening. We're going to be back after the break. Come on back on SWAT Radio, David Gray and Brad Sykes. Love that song, David. I was going to say, I almost <laughs> just started singing it, but uh, yeah. you wouldn't want to hear that. <laughs> well, we've mentioned this before, but the lines, David brought a rock to a sword fight, and uh, 
Moses had stage fright. Was that the yeah. was that the other line that I liked? But uh, anyway, SWAT Radio, uh, David Gray and Brad Sykes, glad you're with us here as we wrap up the week. And just to quickly summarize what we've been, what Doug and Brad have been talking about the last few weeks, and what Brad and I have been talking about, um, comes from or is based on John MacArthur's book, uh, The Gospel According to Jesus, and and uh, we've covered over the last few weeks uh, God's, you know, the kind of four main points of uh, the gospel message: God's original plan, where He created us and and desired or planned for us to be in perfect relationship, perfect dependent relationship with him. Um, man's problem, which is sin. Uh, Adam and Eve sinned, and and every man that ever lived since then has been infected with a sin nature and, and, and has been in the same boat. Uh, the Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so that problem that not only um, separates us from God, like we've talked about, but puts us under God's wrath. Mm-hmm. and destines us for hell. And again, we, we spent some time talking about the very sobering reality of, of, of what that means and and not only puts us in that position, but our total inability to do anything about it. Uh, that's, the, that's the total depravity aspect of things. Not that man is always as bad as he could be every single moment of the day from a human standpoint, mm-hmm. but it means that we are totally incapable in any way, shape, or form of reconciling ourselves to God. Well, I mean, we are, <clears throat> we're not only wretched, we're not only depraved, <clears throat> only by common grace are we not much worse mm-hmm. than we are. Right. You know, I, I, that's, I've heard that view. Yeah. And I would absolutely agree with it. If I, if I picked up this bottle of water and I dropped it, yep. it's, it's going to hit. And, and, you know, depending on with the weight of it, it's going to do some damage. And you realize, by God's common grace, mm. uh, He's He's in control. Yeah, you know, yep. and uh, His His common grace restraining our our common sin nature, and His common grace in restraining Satan. Yeah, to the degree that He restrains him, as bad as things are, Satan is restrained. At some point, that restraint will be uh, lifted, and things will be. Well, we've <laughs> shared this here many yeah. times: is that uh, uh, Jesus is. Lord over Satan. Yes, correct. I know that's a hard thing for us to kind of get our minds yep. around. I love the picture that, well, we know he's a defeated foe, but he's going down swinging. And I like the picture of picture a, a dog on a long chain, and he's got a certain circumference, right, that's right. within his right. within his reach. And, I, you know, kind of picture. That his master has allowed yeah, him to exactly. Go. And that's the kind of the, the picture maybe for <laughs> Satan. But at some point. You know, the Bible talks about Satan being loosed for a short hour. That's a discussion for another day. I, I've been teaching but, through it. Uh, yeah, so I know you have. Uh... I know you have. But back to back to the gospel according to Jesus. This week we've been talking about Jesus as God's loving solution to our sin problem, that God loves us so much, loves his people, his elect, that he was willing to send his son um, to suffer an unbelievable death um, for us, go through unbelievable suffering but then to raise him again as the perfect sacrifice acceptable for our sins. And uh, it's funny how when you remember the old adage, you know, you, you might not know what a word means and then you, you hear it and you learn the definition of that word. And then you hear the word five times in the next week, right? Yeah. I have heard so many different things this week about what we're talking about, about Jesus as our sin problem solution. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was telling you, uh, Alistair Begg is on 
this channel, yes. uh, this yep. station, a couple hours before we are. We're in pretty good company. I was going to say. I don't know if Alistair Begg could say the same. Well, but. he definitely would not. Uh. <laughs> but, um, but his message today started with the message of the cross reveals our alienation from God and what it took for God to bring us back to himself. And I think, again, that's what we've been trying to at least break through the surface of this week and have a, a, some kind of understanding of, of what this cost God and what it yeah. cost Jesus. Well, we're two human beings speaking about what God says about that solution. What is his solution? Our, our words fall very short, but God's words don't. And I think you, you we were even talking about it on the break, that even the disciples couldn't grasp the fact mm. that Messiah would go to Jerusalem and ultimately be nailed to a cross. I mean, that was just so foreign to them, even though we earlier in the week were looking at Isaiah 53. Just you ever, sometimes you just can't quite connect it, yeah. you know? Yep. Certainly that was the case for them. Yeah. And, and again, it was, we were talking about in the break in their culture, Especially, and and this is one of the things again, not to get off on our our trips to Israel, but when having been over there, and Doug really does a good job with teaching on this, you, you learn more about how the culture is connected to the words of Scripture, and for them in their culture, to think that the Messiah that they had waited for for so long would be subject to crucifixion. Yeah which was saved for the worst of the worst Mm -hmm. and was unbelievably humiliating. And and again, being over there and thinking about looking at um, where the cross probably was, right outside the city gate at a major crossroad, at eye level, Jesus probably was at eye level or just above eye level, Mm -hmm. so that, and that's what the Romans did, so that everyone could see, you mess with Rome, and this is what you get. Exactly. And the humiliation of that, and they just couldn't, understand or accept that and of course you know when jesus tells them at one point and peter says no it's never going to be yeah and he says get behind me satan right so again you know it's sometimes i'm guilty of thinking boy what was wrong with the disciples yeah but i would have been the same way i would have been the exact same way or worse so you know no doubt well i want to finish up today we'll look at luke 18 um and it's Similar to what we've been discussing throughout the week, but this might be put a good little I don't say bow on it, but we'll we'll wrap it up this week, and then next week Doug will be back in studio on Monday, I believe. Yep. And uh, but we're going to look at Luke eighteen, and we're going to look at literally four verses. Yeah. You know, thirty one through thirty four, yep. and we'll kind of just kind of talk about this whole idea of uh, the crucifixion. Yep. And this is, uh, so it's Luke chapter 18, verses 31 to 34. And, you know, in, in, it's funny that we were talking about the disciples not getting it. In my little, uh, in my John MacArthur study Bible here, the little heading for this section says, Jesus foretells his death a third time. A third time. Yeah. So he, he was trying to get it through to them. But, yeah, well, they didn't get it, and we don't yeah, get it That's right. Sometimes. Well, here's the passage, starting with verse 31. And taking the twelve, he said to them, See, We are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. For he will be delivered over to the Gentiles, and will be mocked and shamefully treated and spit upon. And after flogging him, they will kill him, and on the third day he will rise. But they understood none of these things. 
This saying was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what was said. May God bless the reading of his word. Well, that that gives us a little indication right there in that last verse. I guess I kind of missed that, that the saying was hidden from them. That That's interesting. Yeah. I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm looking at my, my notes on that because I think, <clears throat> I mean, we know that God has hidden things from yeah. people. Yep, yep. Yeah, MacArthur's note here, again, not that this is Scripture, but it's a good suggestion. The reason may have been that they were enamored with other ideas about the Messiah and how his earthly rule would operate. And I think that's true, right? We know that that in other passages it supports that idea that they were expecting him to be a a conquering Messiah and and deliver them from Rome. Yeah, he was king. He's going to rule. Right. And uh, what what a change— you know what a change in our in our the way we see even the world we're in today. You know we think the answer is going to be at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's pretty clear at least over the last couple of years that's probably not going to be the answer. <laughs> no, but it's not going to be the answer in the future either. Right now, I don't want to get on that bandwagon, but obviously we have a responsibility uh, with voting and government and all that. But the reality is uh, we're not going to have – the only conquering king is going to be Jesus, and the only thing he needs to conquer is your heart, <laughs> you know. And, uh, yes, there's coming a day when he's going he's gonna to return and he's going to deal with his enemies. But the reality is in light of the fact that God created us to be in a, in a, in a dependent – personal intimate relationship with him and as a result of sin sin literally just severed that you know we're not just wounded we're completely dead in our trespasses and sin there is no hope right you have no chance this isn't fourth and long this is (laughs) over right you have no hope apart from the solution that god has which by the way was from the foundations of the earth. Right. That was his solution. Right. That's another thing we've got to get in our mind. God had all this worked out. Yep. This isn't plan B. Right. This is plan A. Yes. Yep. But the answer is Christ. <laughs> right. And the answer is that the Messiah would go to the cross. Yes. And for us, we don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it brings to mind something that I think we've mentioned, and that is how often do you hear people say, well, why is that the only way? Right. And and what about all these people that believe all these other things? Are you telling me they're not saved or they're not going to be with God? They're not going to heaven. And and But when you put it in the terms that you just put it in, yes, this is the only way, but this way was everything. Yeah. This way cost God everything. It cost Jesus everything. You know, the Bible says you're not your own. You're bought at a price. And, and 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 that's a good thing. <laughs> yes. we, we were bought at a price, and it's a good thing that we were. But there could be no other way. And 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 again, to what Paul says, if if there was another way, then Christ died for nothing. And well, you you were talking about it earlier. You, know, the, you you hear statements like, "Well, that's not fair." Right. Listen, what what's fair is that he didn't give us a way. Right. He provided right. a way. Right. Justice would be. That, it, that we're all treated as the criminals we are and the lawbreakers that we are. 
And we pay the penalty. And we pay the penalty. But he had Jesus pay it for us. And so the fact that anybody, you know, that, and again, I know we need God to open our eyes to understand and believe that, but that's got to be our prayer, right? That God would do that for for others. So we're going to take our last break. And on SWAT Radio, glad you're with us, David Gray and Brad Sykes. At the end of the week, glad you're with us. Come on back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes with you live today on Friday the 26th. And in our last segment of the week, we are, again, so appreciative uh, for those who have been listening and uh, allowing us to kind of come into your cars or your homes or or wherever you are uh, this week. This is, you know, Brad, I think just getting off subject here for a second, I've probably told you this before and mentioned it on air. When I was young, if you had said to me, what do you want to be? Now, not when I was really young, but a little older, maybe a young adult. Radio I, would have, I would have loved to have been a play-by-play, you know, radio guy for, for some sports team, preferably a I Boston could totally, team. I could totally see you doing that, too. <laughs> but you I need got, to go do that in high school. Well, something. I got to do it for a few years when my kids were <laughs> playing ball at, at Nice High School. I got to do uh, baseball when my oldest son was playing baseball. And uh, I was joked we had an average listenership of 6.5. It was on the internet, but it was great for out of town relatives. And and uh, then I did football for one year when my middle uh, son was a, a junior, and um, I always laughed about the uh, how much harder football was than baseball. Baseball, the pace is I, I slow. Could pull, I, I could see you pulling a little Keith Jackson. Uh, oh, Nelly! <laughs> um, but anyway, the but I always used to joke with football. You know, with baseball. Of course, George Carlin does a whole routine about this, about baseball being pastoral, pastoral, not pastoral, pastoral, right. and and football being like an army, you know, marching down the field anyway. But, but baseball just had that pace that allows you to really announce what's happening easily. And But football, 22 guys are running in and off the field. They're further away. They got helmets on. So... 
my son was a linebacker and he was number 41 and I used to say to my partner hey when in doubt tackle by number 41 so I think people used to think that Kevin had 30 tackles a game sometimes but uh well who who is your who's your favorite sportscaster of all time well that's a tough one I I grew up listening to a guy named Johnny Most who was the Celtics legendary broadcaster all through the 60s 70s and into the 80s mm-hmm. And he had this gravelly. People used to joke that he he gargled with Drano. He's the is he, he made a famous call when John Havlicek made a critical steal once in the sixties called, and he, they made a recording of it, a record of it back in the day called Havlicek stole the ball, and he went absolutely nuts. Um, I've liked a lot of guys over the years, so I don't know if I could pick just one. I like Joe Buck. I think Joe Buck is He's a good, good. Yeah. Uh, modern guy. Keith Jackson, of course, was always great. Of course, you think of Cosell. Not that Cosell yeah, was a was a great technical announcer, but he was right. such a personality right. that, you know. Well, I was thinking of, uh, uh, we just lost uh, Vin Scully. Yes, Vin Scully uh, was great. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And, yeah, just he was such a personable yeah. guy to listen to. Yeah. Of course, uh, as a Boston fan, Vin Scully is will ever be for say, et- etched in my mind forever of little roller up along first. It gets through Buckner. Here yes. comes Knight, and the Mets win. That oh, was yeah. Vin Scully's call. You can tell I haven't gotten over it yet, yeah. but uh, all right. Vern, anyway, Vern Lundquist. Oh yeah, uh, Vern Lundquist as a golfer was yes. always one of my favorites. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Jack Nicholas, nineteen eighty six Masters. Right. All right, I got I got us down a rabbit hole. I'm sorry about that. So, exactly. So to get back to our our passage in the break, we were we were talking about um, you know that the the extension if you will, of, of this passage where Jesus is talking about going to the cross and what it means, or, or, or not necessarily here what it means, mm-hmm. but physically what was going to happen to him. Um, and then Paul in Colossians writes that the result of that for us who believe and who are in him is that he canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. And that is just such powerful, yeah. Yeah. great language that, yes, he was nailed to the cross, which is terrible in, a, in and by mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. But that, but he did it as the Bible says for the joy set before him, which was us. And the result for us is that the charges against us, Romans eight one, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The charges against us were nailed to the cross with him and buried with him and left there. So what's the response? Yeah. You know when we when we see and and. I think there's a ten. Well, no, I don't think. I know there's a tendency that as we look at maybe the sin in our life, we measure it. We we put it on a scale, and say, well, that's a really bad sin. This one's not that yeah. bad because we have a very worldly, earthly view of uh, breaking the law, and we tend to look at it based on earthly consequences. As a po- exactly. and, and those are real, right? But, you, you run the red light out here right. at, at Butler and Phillips. Right, you get pulled over yeah. if you get caught. Right, right. And if you get caught, there's a penalty. There's a fine that's going to be paid. And so we tend to view sin that way. Right. I, I still remember my wife and I used to talk about this uh, a lot. That when you fly over downtown at twenty thousand feet, or even New York City, having been there many, many times. From 20,000 feet or even 5,000 feet, it's hard to tell how tall those buildings right. are. Some of them may be 100 stories. Some may only be 20. Yep. And and we tend to 
uh, we tend to measure our sin and how really severe they are. Whereas God's in the airplane flying over, all he sees is sin. Mm. Even the sin that Jesus said, even if you look at a woman, right. that's yep. just as bad. Yep. And and we don't like that because, again, we're placing ourselves as the one who is determining just how bad that is. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's an important point that God – we are we are born in the state that we're in. We don't become sinners when we sin. We are we are we sin because we are sinners. That's right. It's yeah. like saying you know, um, that's a bad analogy. But I was going to say water is wet. Well, you know, it, it's the nature of what it is. Yeah. And 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 we don't become depraved. We don't. We're not born innocent, and we become depraved right. and become <laughs> sinners the first time we commit a sin. We're born that way, and that's why we sin. And that speaks to, again, our total inability to save ourselves or, or do anything about it. And, and so you started to mention our response, and I know you and Doug are going to – that's going to be the fourth point well, here. Well, obviously, uh, and next week we'll, we'll get into man's uh, response. Yeah. I mean, that's, at, at some point, you're going to have to give an answer for the solution yeah. that God gave us. Yeah. And it can't be good works, and it can't, I mean that may be your response. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there, is Jesus the only way? Yeah. You know, does this really have to happen this way? Yeah. Even Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane said, "If there be another way, but your will be done." Mm-hmm. You know, and and we were talking about it earlier. Well, it's not fair that there's only you know. Listen, what's fair? Is that we go to hell? Yeah, I know that's harsh, yeah. Yeah. but that's what's fair. I don't know if you remember this, but I can remember specifically the billboard out on Phillips Highway, kind of in the two ten area. There were probably other ones around Jacksonville, but it was for a particular faith, probably more like a cult, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And uh, the sign said something along the lines of "many lights or many paths." to one God and and this idea that there's many ways to reach the top of the mountain to use that analogy. Um, and I think people like to believe that that seems fair to everybody. That seems equitable. That seems kind. Right. And, and again, we should never as a reminder to myself before anybody else, mm-hmm. we would never want to be unkind or unloving to anyone because again, back to the log and the speck in your brother's eye, Without God's grace and mercy, I'm in the same boat as anybody else who's currently outside of faith in Jesus. Yeah. And and so, but the idea is to be loving and kind is to tell the truth. And and so it would be it would be unkind and unloving to to tell somebody a falsehood. And and it would be a falsehood to say that there's another way to be right with God, other than through faith in Christ and, and what he's done for us and who he is. I was looking at uh, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, <clears throat> and um, most of our listeners are probably familiar with this, and I'll just read it. It says, uh, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. In fact, Doug and I will probably get into this next week. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself 
and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that is, in Christ God was reconciled, reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. That's what we're, sh- we're sharing this week. This is the message of reconciliation. Right. Verse 20 says, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. He goes on, Paul says, We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Mm. And then he, he, I love this verse, and I just don't think we fully grasp this. For our sake, he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Right. What a, and, and I'll tell you the truth, David. I, I look at that verse, and I cannot, my mind can't grasp the, 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 the benefits of the imputation of, of Christ's righteousness being imputed to me. That somehow God looks at us, and, sees. And, 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 and and let's be clear, he doesn't forget what we've done in the sense that he can't remember. Of course he can remember. Right. The better way to say it is he doesn't hold it against us, yeah. and he doesn't bring it up again, yeah. right? Think about ourselves as weak humans. How many times have I, especially with my wife, brought up something that happened in the past that I should just never bring up again? Yeah. If I've truly... We call, got, that, we call that historical. Yeah. God doesn't bring it up. He buries it in the sea, removes it as far Praise as the God. east is from the west. and uh, Well, just as a reminder for our listeners, and it's a good reminder for us, and I, uh, my wife posted this this week, uh, John fourteen six. He is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. Mm-hmm. But he is the way for those who are lost. He is the truth for those who are deceived. And he is the life for those who are dead in sin. Amen. Praise God. Great way to end this week, Brad. It's been great being in here with you as always. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for being with us. Doug will be back on Monday on SWAT Radio. Have a great weekend. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening 